Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone. Hello. So in this episode today, uh, welcome to the next episode, by the way, but we're going to be talking about a big topic, debt. <laughs> oh, debt. Like, we're going to go there. Yep. Dun, 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 right? So we're going to be talking about debt and what the Bible actually says. And I mean, actually says about debt. Because here's the thing. The reason why we're going to be talking about this, though, is because there's a lot of people out there who have been abused by the church, family, and to be blunt, religious nut jobs that take bits and pieces of the Bible and turn it to their own benefit. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's also just people that just don't know how to read the Bible and they just take a one verse and they like pluck it out of context and they just run with it, yeah. you know, and you know, it's, it's common. And, you know, I, I had done that in the past too. And it was just when I just didn't know any better. And so essentially though, what people say is, you know, debt is bad, you know, debt is a sin. And, you know, the Bible is very clear on debt is bad. And like all of that is, is said, but it's not true. Right. It's just not like, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm done listening to this. You guys are ridiculous. I thought I liked you guys. No, no, no. Hold on. Don't check out. Yeah. Don't check out just yet. Listen, be open-minded, be open-minded, be humble and be willing to learn because here's the thing. We're very, we're very aware of like, this is going to ruffle some feathers, Mm -hmm. ruffle some feathers and to say the least. (laughs) Um, But however, we're also going to blow your mind on the truth here. And I mean the real truth, because most of what people have been fed by people about debt is 100% a lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so, you know, by the way, like the first of many talking points where we're going to be talking about on money, like this is only one of them. We're going to be talking about a lot of different aspects when it comes to money, because, you know, why you may ask like why do I talk about money like I thought you guys weren't like that like so first of all money is everywhere in society like it impacts all of your life and you know couples fight about money all the time 
It's a big, big, big topic in marriage. Big issue. And a lot of people, it's like a taboo talk. They're like, oh, don't talk about it. And so here we like to talk about all those taboo things, and we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, and honestly, here's the thing. Um, We're not here to just help you thrive in your marriage. We're here to help you thrive in all aspects of life. And get this, because the Bible contains 500 verses on prayer and faith, but well over 2,000 verses on money, and approximately 40% of Jesus's parables, if you guys have you heard of Jesus, he's the main character in the Bible, but he's talked on, on his parables, like 40% of his parables deal with money. So it's pretty obvious, in my opinion, numbers alone, that God has plenty to say about wealth, and it has a big impact. Also, one of our goals is to get you to be able to thrive in all aspects of life and be able, because God wants you to be blessed financially so that you can be a blessing to others. Like he's not a just get by God. He's not a God that just wants you to just suffer through life and nothing like that. Like he wants you to build his kingdom and be a blessing to others and and do it as kingdom builders mm. and be prosperous. Like we get the blessing of prosperity through Abraham uh, and then all those other things. But it's a whole other topic. But anyways, we want to dive into the talking points today for you. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about like what does God really say about debt and answer questions like is debt a sin? And we're going to be discussing lenders and borrowers and like understanding the context and like why it's important and talk about borrowing. And then we're going to give you the big takeaways at the end as well. A hundred billion percent. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about kind of first like our beliefs. So for me personally, you know, what were, what were we taught growing up? Well, I was taught that that's bad not to use credit cards and that it's pretty much like it's stigma is like, Oh, I'm in a ton of debt. Ugh. Right. Like it's bad. Like your whole goal is just to pay off debt. Your whole goal is just to pay off debt. And this Dave Ramsey BS out there. But like when it comes down to it and yes, pay off your debts, <laughs> that's a good principle to have. Um, but I wasn't really taught other than that. That's it pretty much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was taught that a lot of like, you know, debt's bad. You don't want a lot of debt. You don't want, you know, in the credit cards, like credit cards are going to get you in trouble. Like you're going to get in trouble with credit cards, stay away. And it's funny as like, actually one of my goals is to be able to have a million dollars in access in credit cards. That's one of my goals. And, <laughs> and it's funny because like my mom still panics every time she hears that. And I'm like, uh, you know, so I, I, like give her like my updates of like my limits and she's like oh she's like you know and it's just that it's like you know we're taught like that's bad don't do it don't use it and it's just like that's so far from the truth and there's just like so many like lies associated with that and it's limiting you know Mm -hmm. so a lot of people have a big misunderstanding about like what the bible actually says about debt you know they've they've been abused by christian leaders with verses being used and then misunderstood yeah, for example, like Romans thirteen eight. <laughs> this is the one that everyone uses. Um, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. So if you take that as is without the context of anything else in the Bible, that would imply this, because it doesn't say... It says owe nothing to anyone. Doesn't say owe no owe no money to anyone. Doesn't it doesn't get specific. It says nothing to anyone. Mm. So just understand that. Look at that point. Take it exactly as it is. That means that you should never have does that mean that you should never have debt as a believer? No. But it also changes everything if you look at it from that kind of perspective there. So this would mean that it'll be very hard to own a home. 
it will be very hard to get a new car, right? I don't know. Most people just don't have like thirty, fifty thousand dollars laying around for a new car, you know, or a hundred thousand or plus dollars. And that's a joke. Um, yeah, most, um, especially with the housing market these days, like most homes are well over, you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand right now for sure. On the low end. On the yeah, that's on. On the low end. So you know. It's it's like saying that if you just pluck that one line out, it would imply like, you know, you can't even owe someone if you are out to lunch and like forget your card, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't borrow gas or like, heck, you can't even borrow like, um, like sugar or butter from a neighbor. Like, don't don't go ask and borrow something from the neighbor. You can't even borrow a pencil or a pen because then you would you would owe someone. You would owe someone doesn't say specifically. It just says don't. Don't do that, right? It says literally owe nothing to anyone. Well, if you borrow a pencil or a pen or even if you borrow gas for your lawnmower, like that's owing something. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine like just the people who try and get like land and try and develop like they all of that would have to be, you know, paid out right. And to be honest, most churches would have never been built with, built without using debt. Pretty much almost none of them. Yeah. <laughs> um like, I don't want to say none of them, but like a really high percentage of them, uh, you know, loans and business loans and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know all the terms of that, but the 10, you know, you got 10, was it 1099? No, no not 1099. Um, 501C, that's what I yeah. was thinking of. Sorry. Um, 501C when it comes to that. I don't know the terms and lending with that, but like, honestly, they, they still applies. Like, they still have to get loans. Like, and honestly, most kingdom builders, people with businesses and stuff like that that are Christians, they would never build businesses to reach people without leveraging debt. Yes. Like you have to leverage debt to some extent. Yes. Right. It makes it so much easier and your impact so much larger. And so this is where we're going to be talking about like differences between like leveraging debt, like the wise choices and the not. So, you know, first off, like when we look at the Bible, God never specifically prohibits borrowing. You know, in fact, Jesus actually commands us to lend. You know, if Jesus was against borrowing, why did he and his followers say the following? You know, in Matthew 5.42, it says, Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. <laughs> so why would they ding, say ding, that ding, ding. if <laughs> Jesus was against borrowing? Like, why would you not turn away from someone who wants to borrow if we're against borrowing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, I, another one is Matthew 25.27. You should have taken my money to the bank. When I came back, I could have had my own money and also basically what the bank paid me using it for using it. Yeah. Right? Oh, good. Interesting fact. So I'm actually going to combine like the scripture with like current day. Do you know banks actually borrow your money? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, when you put it in the bank account, guess what? They The moment your money hits the bank account, they like have these big like things that they lend out money. They take your money and lend it so they can make money. They use your money. To make money. <laughs> but the world goes round, round, and round. Yeah. Circle so, of life. <laughs> sorry, just fun fact there. I yeah. wanted to throw that in there. But also, 2 Kings 4.3 says, you know, and Elijah said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. And he's talking about, so that was Elijah talking about the lady that, you know, she was about to lose everything and she was broker than a joke and she had to borrow, you know, they told her to borrow. This is a man of God. Very, very popular, very powerful man when it came to the Spirit of God flowing through him, keep in mind, um, on what he could do uh, with God working through him, a lot of like a lot of crazy things. And yet he told someone to borrow 
to borrow. Mm. It says, and Elijah said to borrow. Mm. One more mm-hmm. time, borrow, in case you didn't hear that. Uh, so if I'm not to have debt, then why did Jesus and the people that followed him and people that knew about his law and everything and that, and that, that produced outcomes for his kingdom, why would they tell us to borrow? I mean, wouldn't that be telling people like to sin, right? Like, I mean, I mean, see how stupid that is? Yes. <laughs> like you're like, like mind blown. Right. Um, so like Jesus was aware of the banking industry and he did not have an issue with it Mm-mm. or debt if used right. Yeah. You know, sometimes people borrow, like, you know, they do, you know, some people have to get in a pinch and sometimes they have to borrow just to get by, you know, there's, you know, early in our marriage, there were most certainly times that we borrowed to get by, you know, and sometimes borrowing is just a wise investment, wise investment. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a return for you. Yeah. ROI, return on investment, right? And sometimes it's a bad spending choice. Okay. Mm, yeah. But there was plenty of those early in the marriage too. Right. Like you can have bad spending choices, but it's not necessarily bad debt. It's just, it's more of your ignorance and spending choices. So it's, it's, it's not that debt is bad in itself. It's more of like, making bad mismanagement with your money. So it's, it's not God is going to like, God's not going to multiply mismanagement or dysfunction. No, let's just make that clear. Like just in for the record, just because you tithe and stuff like that doesn't mean he's in your, in your, in your mismanaging what he already has given you. Doesn't mean he's going to multiply mismanagement or dysfunction. Doesn't work like that. You have to be management. Doesn't mean to like, if you go back to like the people that like, in the Bible where the story about the king that lended um, the three servants, I think it was more than three, but it talked about three, um, the money and stuff like that. And two of them went out and made more and one of them just saved it. He actually called the one that just saved it a wicked and evil servant. And it was because he didn't manage it. Management doesn't mean maintaining. It means multiplying and getting more of what out of what you were given. So when it boils down to it, it's about management and managing like, what you've been given to as well. Yes. And that's where like, you know, they're the bad spending choices, you know, and those are the stereotypical, those are the unwise choices, like of going out and racking up a bunch of credit card debt and maxing out your cards, (laughs) you know, um, for like, let's just say like even for like Christmas or just like gifts or just to like deck out your house or to pretend like you're in a different status, right? Like, so going and buying like a bunch of stuff that's, there's not a return, is not going to be beneficial. Like those are unwise choices and that would be bad debt for you because it, there's no return. There's, it's not a good investment in it in that can catch up to you and turn things around. But when you invest and, in, you know, use debt as a leverage, most certainly very productive. Right. So Leviticus, a couple different verses here. So Leviticus 25, 35, if one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and cannot support himself, support him, support him as you would, a foreigner and temporarily temporary resident and allow him to live with you. Do not charge him interest or make profit as his expense. Instead, show your fear of God by letting him live with you as your, as your relative. Remember, do not charge him interest on the money you lend him. So it's not against lending him money. It's not against debt. It's just don't charge him interest. So that's very specific there on top of that. So trying to make a profit on him. So you lend him, you lend it to him, but it's not about, you know, and the Bible's very clear on paying your debts back, but it's not about, you also want to charge interest on there so that people are just paying interest forever and you're kind of like a slave there. Yeah, essentially it's, you know, 
very clear that the lender should not abuse the borrower, right? So Exodus 22:25 says, if you lend money to any of my people who are in need, do not charge interest as a money lender would. Essentially, don't be like making an entrapment and making it so they can never get out. Yeah, it's basically an ab- it don't abuse the, the borrower, right? So mm-hmm. if you're a, obviously a Christian lending company, you, don't, you shouldn't charge interest, right? I mean, that's, that's what I see here, right? When it comes to that, like in terms of interest on top of things, like you want to charge, like you don't charge interest on top of what you have, but you charge, you know, what you what they owe you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, Proverbs 22, 7, just as the rich rule the poor, so is the borrower a servant to the lender. You know, now this reminds me of the situation when someone had like a, you know, what Tommy would say, like probably like a pimped out ride, right? Yeah. Right. So like when it comes down to, this reminds me of the, like more of those situations when someone has like a pimped out ride with thousands of dollars in the car, yet they have a house that should be condemned. <laughs> it's so nasty. Like that there's just like holes in the wall, rats everywhere, drug needles on the ground, but they have a pimped out ride that has $10,000 worth of crap in it that they're riding around on uh, donks like in Houston. Right. Yeah. That's obviously like a huge mismanagement of money and a, a huge misunderstanding of and priorities are way out of line, right? So that is most certainly not what we are supporting and saying is a great way to like leverage debt. Obviously, that would be not wise. And there's a lot of issues with that situation. Right. Like, But the key here is like it's, a, it's not a debt issue. It's a mismanagement of priorities and money and putting places in the right place. It's an abuse of what God has given you. It's not, it's not debt is a sin. It's just a, a, a dumb way of using it. Mm. To be honest, it's a dumb way of using your money and other people's money. I have nothing against like the Bible has nothing against. And I have personally nothing against using other people's money and borrowing and credit cards and all of that investments and leverage. And, but if you use it in a stupid way, I mean, that's kind of your own dumb choices to be honest with you. Yeah, it's so it's a wisdom issue, you know, that that's essentially what it is. And, you know, if possible, like, yeah, like avoid debt, but it doesn't mean all debt is bad and borrowing is bad. You know, this isn't a ban against all debt. You know, there's there's so many different things that you can do to leverage for like there there's good things that you can do and good times to borrow. So there are so many times we have borrowed money or used credit cards or um, leveraged loans or debts and things. And they were wise and there was a huge return on, on our money. And so like there is good times and there are bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And honestly, like there can be good times to borrow. For example, when you save your marriage, when you want to get, you know, maybe a small loan or like, um, some third financing or like some money, money from a friend or like, you know, whatever it is, Use a credit card. Yeah. Credit cards, whatever it is, like maybe a combination of things. Like there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you want to save your marriage or other things when you want to start a business or when you, you know, obviously have a good plan in place, but, um, yeah. or when you want to invest into a business coach or something like that, there's nothing, there's nothing or self-development aspects of things. There's the best investment you can always make is into yourself. In my opinion, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. And, you know, there's so many times and just uh, we would not be where we are today if we were to never have borrowed money ever or used credit cards in any way. Wouldn't you even know. saved our marriage, honestly. No. 
<laughs> we spent so much money on so many things out there that did not work. Um, to that like that just were missing and but we were trying what we could get our hands on and it just was not working. But we've spent a lot of money on us. A lot. A lot. Um, a hundred thousands of dollars, like a yes. lot. You know, and so yeah, we you know we used credit cards, we did investments, we borrowed, we leveraged um, as much as we could. You know, and when I when I was in my real estate, that obviously like when I, you're flipping houses, no, I didn't do all that with just cash. If I was to wait for me to have all my cash on hand and not to have to borrow any kind of money, I like would not have ever been in real estate and doing anything. Yeah, you flipped like like four or five. Six houses, like four houses. Yeah, in a year. And so when you do that, like, you know, it was borrowing money was a great investment. You know, there was nothing wrong with borrowing the money. And I used some credit cards and just different loans, paid paid some high interest on it. And it was a great investment. Made a lot of profit. But made a lot of profit. She managed her money and her investments well. Yes. That's the key. Nothing wrong with owing anything. So let's go back to Romans 13.8. Right, let's go back to that, right? Because this is, everybody keeps going back to this, right? Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you if you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law, right? However, you need to understand the context of this verse. So in order to do that, you must look at other verses before this. Seems like common sense, but most people don't. So this is what makes, honestly, us so mad because... People take verses out of the Bible and they pluck them and abuse them and they don't give any context to them. So, it, for example, if you look at Romans 13, 6 through 7, literally, the verse is right before it, it says, pay your taxes, pay your, so pay your taxes too, starts with verse 6, for those, for, ah, for these same reasons, for your government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Yeah, right. So it says right there, you know, and so there's this that assumption that you're already paying the people that you owe, right? So in other words, if you owe people their pay, like, so pay them what you owe, pay your debts. That's, that's essentially what it's saying is like, keep up on your payments. Like, yeah. That that's what it says. <laughs> that's simple. There's nothing evil or wicked. Or it's not a sin or anything like that. It's just simple. Pay your debts. Yeah, and honestly, when when you when you take that that one verse that people pluck, when it says like love your neighbor and that's enough. Uh, if you love your neighbor and you borrowed something, guess what? You're gonna return it. You're gonna give it back. Yeah. And you probably will do something in addition to like just out of kindness, but like oh, I appreciate you know, that, and so here's something, like, here's a gift for you, right, and so that love will carry out that action, and so it's about borrowing, and but paying it back. Right, like, so, like, Psalm 37, 21 says, the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers, right, so this basically implies that payments are, are not loans, right, so this applies to, to the one borrowing here, so just pay your debts, Right. Mm -hmm. The only thing wicked here in debt is not paying it back. Um, and then also, you know, of course, charging the high interest on like friends and stuff like that. But yeah, I can't I can't tell you how many times like we were doing something or cooking or like be in the midst of something and like run out of like butter or sugar or something and have to go borrow from the neighbor. 
you know, just like little things like that. And then, you know, when we bought our first house, we most certainly took out a loan on that house. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to get ahead in like, like, if you want to be a minimalist and live in a cave, I guess, cool. Yeah. But yeah, you know. it's up to you. Some people, that, that's, hey, if that's your thing, that's cool. But some, some key big takeaways for you that we want to leave you with today, first and foremost, is debt in itself is not bad. No, not at all. Not whatsoever. It's the mismanagement of the money and of what gives you and what God gives you. That's bad, right? So going and putting yourself in a hole and getting yourself so that you can't even afford your credit card payments and the only thing you're paying is interest and you're not even paying on the principal, that's not wise. That's mismanagement of your money. But and it's not a sin, though. No, and that's bad. And it's you're, just not paying it back is the sin. Yeah, you know, and so you can set yourself up to fail there or you can make wise choices. So debt in itself is not a sin and it's not bad. It's the not paying your debt is a sin. Right. hundred percent. So Jesus actually encourages borrowing, AKA debt if used properly. That's the yeah. other takeaway here. Nothing wrong with it. There's so many things in life that, you know, you know, I talk a lot about with people about like their goals and dreams and most of them like, like, you know, I can't even tell you how many people even tell me they want to flip a house and like that's a big goal for so many people but guess what like those things take leveraging leveraging debt leveraging different aspects and you know most people i know owe something while it's leveraged and that's not a problem that it's only when you mismanage so remember that as you know your takeaway for today and reflect on these different areas you know where have you been taught like that debt is bad and, you know, where have you set yourself up for, like, have you set yourself up for failure in any area? Like, was it, like, random purchases? Like, we have in the past went and put, like, Xbox and TVs and different things on credit cards and racked up a credit card. You know, not the best use of yeah. our money. Yeah, when we were going through our stuff, I did a lot of very emotional spending, to say the least. Put us in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of it. Um, now, we had a lot of other debt, too, but I did a lot of damage my own self and us and getting out of that. And that was stupid. That was bad mismanagement of money. Wasn't a debt for the sin because I paid it back. We paid it back. But um, it was just stupidity, to be really yeah. honest with you. It was you. So, wise. Yeah. And honestly, here's the thing. Like On a side note here, don't listen to people like Dave Ramsey to getting on getting wealthy. Getting out of debt, somewhat good advice, I guess. Yeah. The the whole but, snowball with paying off your credit cards, like if you are in a hole, like that's a great, that's a good method. It's good. I wouldn't say great. <laughs> like it's good, but honestly, there's so many better ways. Like why, why pay it a little bit off all the time? Like why not just like make a ton of money and then do it? There's tons of ways to make a lot of money really quickly. Like, and just pay it off, be done with it. Yeah. Well, we're going to address more of that in a, in another episode for you too. So if you're like, wait, well, how? Well, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do we'll talk uh, about cliff, cliffhanger. Money. <laughs> we'll talk about money, like how to make money and how money is everywhere in a different episode. Um, but essentially, and it was funny. Like I was talking to with a girl last week, and she was like, "The only thing I got from Dave Ramsey is, you know, I fixed my coffee spending." She's like, "I was spending quite a bit on coffee, so I just bought my really own super fancy thing. It was like hundreds of dollars for this super fancy coffee maker." She's like, "I did pay for itself very quickly, but outside of that, I got I gained nothing." And I was like, I don't remember what I gained, uh, nothing. So the only person wealthy from Dave Ramsey is Dave Ramsey. 
So <laughs> like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a good one to check out, like the book. Phenomenal. And he's all about debt. He's all about leverage. He's all about leveraging like, it. Wise, yeah, wise like, choices. Wise money management. And he's all about leveraging. And he's actually really, 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 really wealthy. Mm-hmm. Unlike, uh, well, the other guy. So, and all the people I follow that, and both of us follow that are super successful. Yeah, that's the way to go in terms of debt. But anyways, uh, we just wanted to leave you with this. And the question is like, what are you going to leverage now for wealth creation? To improve right. your life. All right, wealth creation and wealth creation can mean wealthy in money. It can be mean wealthy in your finances, wealthy in your marriage, wealthy in your relationships. What are you going to leverage, right? So maybe you need to invest in your marriage. I don't know. Just a little plug there. But uh, <laughs> we, know, we know someone for that there. Yeah, um, but yeah, essentially, <laughs> we did just want to, you know, help shift your mind. And because, you know, we're, we are asked this question about like, is debt bad? And so... You know, this is something that is a big topic and we did want to address. So we hope you found it very helpful. Yep. As always, we love you and we'll talk to you soon. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.